It's time to get to our guest for the evening. He's Rodney Orr of Tider Insider. You can follow him at Tider Insider. Rodney, thank you so much for joining us here on Iron Sports once again. Hey, Ira. Uh, good to be with you. Great, Rodney. Well, thanks for coming on. But, you know, I'm trying to break down this NFL draft, and I look, and it seems like every player is, I think it's like the whole Alabama team is going to be drafted in the first round. So, like, who better to bring on? I know we just had you on a few months ago, but I'm like, we got to bring Rodney back because, I, you know, down here in Miami, we're, we're in South Florida, West Palm Beach, but there's a lot of interest in between Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, who's going to whatever. And so I figured, let's ask you about some of these players. Give us some insight so at least when we know when people are talking talking them, a little more about them that we might not hear if we're watching this ESPN every day. Well, you know, again, it's going to be a bountiful year in terms of Alabama in the draft. You know, several players, uh, you know, I, I think at least four will go in the first round, probably, or quite probably five. And some people have even projected as many as seven. I don't think it goes that high. But, it, you know, again, I, I think four or five for sure go in that first round. And the question is, Ira, you know, do the 49ers, do they take Mac Jones with pick number three? I think that's the one that everybody, you know, is kind of still talking about. That's kind of the buzz. That's been a strong, you know, indication that the 49ers would do that. That'd be an incredible thing for Mac Jones, obviously. Uh, you know, a guy that just think a year ago people were talking about, can, it, can Alabama replace Tua? And, you know, Mac came out, had a, obviously a great year, tremendous year. And now his position himself possibly be the number three pick. You've got the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. You know, he's going to go early. Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertain. Some people think he may be the best overall defensive player in this draft. Uh, you know, the corner. He'll certainly be a top 10, 12 pick. Uh, now, here's where you wonder what's going to happen with a guy like Christian Barmore. Some people think he's the best defensive tackle in the draft. Uh, he's a guy that Ira, I don't know how familiar with him you are, but Christian Barmore literally played two seasons. He was a redshirt freshman. Uh, redshirted as a true freshman. He played his freshman and sophomore year, dominated the national championship game, and now he's probably going to be a first-round pick. Landon Dickerson, another guy that I think has a great chance to go in the first round, or at least a chance. You know, he hurt his knee, obviously, ended his season in the Florida game, the SEC championship game. But he did come back, if you remember, incredibly, in the in the championship game against Ohio State at the very end of the game just to get a snap in that they played in the game. So it's pretty phenomenal. And then Alex Leatherwood, who's from Pensacola, uh, has been a four-year player at Alabama, three-year starter, played a lot of different positions, won the Outland. Dickerson won the Remington. Uh, so those uh, you, you wonder, what, will Leatherwood go in the first round? I, I'm thinking probably second round. Uh late second round possibly we'll see what happens so i mean we're getting back to mac jones is mac mm -hmm. jones someone who could be you know the third pick in the draft in terms of that level some people say you hear he's aj mccarron he's someone who's just you know he's a good backup quarterback in the nfl he's not a first round pick what where's your where you've, you saw aj mccarron you've seen mac jones where do you see him in terms of his future in in the nfl yeah you know when you look at mac i mean he's just so uh incredibly smart, uh, so incredibly quick with his decisions. He sees things before they, they happen. Uh, he, he comes to the line of scrimmage. They're at the line of scrimmage, obviously, and he, he sees it, takes the snap, knows where he's going with the ball basically most of the time. He can improvise better than people think. He's not a great, great athlete, 
you know, in terms of scrambling around, but he can move. He's very nifty in the pocket, can avoid people. He makes subtle moves to be able to position himself to make throws. He can throw the ball from awkward positions, which they like nowadays. But I don't know if you remember this particular play in the national championship game or not, uh, Ira, but I'm going to try to refresh your memory. <laughs> if you remember, Alabama was taking control of the game, and they blitzed Baron Browning, Ohio State did, from the outside and forced Mack to fumble the ball. Right. Uh, and, and Okay, the next drive, Alabama's moving in Ohio State territory, so they bring Browning off the corner again. Mack knew it was coming. And he made an incredible throw to Najee Harris. And Najee made a great catch and ran it in for a touchdown. But it was just, it was an improvisational type play. And it showed what Mac can do. Again, he's not the most fantastic athlete, but he is a guy that has some improvisational skills. So I think, you know, AJ's heralded around here. You have to remember he won two, almost won three national championships. So he's kind of one of the favorites of all time. Uh, but I would say Mac is probably, as I look at him as a pro prospect, I think Mac's probably a little bit ahead of AJ. And you just talked about Najee Harris, and I guess the, the big news this week was what Todd McShay questioned. I, he, I think he was trying to compliment Najee, saying he improved his receiving, and Najee got really mad about that in terms uh, of his receiving. And, and I'm a Steeler fan here, so there's been talk that, that running backs don't go in the first round. We keep hearing running backs are not in the first round, but you see a lot of drafts. I mean, Najee going there with the Steelers, going maybe even to the Dolphins who are looking for running backs, teams like that. What From your experience of watching him, what's, I mean, you we have no doubt. I mean, one thing about Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe a little question mark. I think the entire league is full of Alabama running backs. Yeah, Najee would be really mad at me because I didn't mention him in the first round. But I, I, I do think there's a good chance Najee could go in the first round. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is a guy that when he came here, he was the number one high school running back in the country out of Antioch, California. Came to Alabama. Uh, didn't get a ton of care. You mentioned all those backs. I mean, Josh Jacobs was here. Damian Harris was here. You know, other very talented backs the first couple of years when Najee was here. And so he wasn't the guy that got the bulk of the carries. And that's what he needs. He's that kind of back. He's 6'2", 230, sledgehammer. So I would say about halfway through the 2019 season, maybe a little before halfway, they started really utilizing Najee more. He started kind of coming around. His deal was, Ira, when he first got here, Najee thought he was an 80-yard runner. You know, he wanted to break the long one. And when they finally convinced him, hey, you're a 230-pound sledgehammer. Use your gifts. Use your skills. You know, the, the, the longer runs will come. But use what you have to it the fullest. And Najee finally kind of it clicked with him. Then they, you know, became a better receiver. I say a better receiver. He got more opportunities as a receiver. And then he could display what he could do catching the football. And listen, I'm telling you, 6'2", 230-pound running back that can catch the ball the way Najee can, he, he can turn his body uh, in air. Uh, he can adjust to the ball extremely well. He's extremely gifted when it comes to catching the ball out of the backfield. So I think Najee will be a really good player for somebody.
Yeah, maybe not first. I mean, I think he's going to be first round in the NFL draft, but guaranteed first round fantasy football draft coming up for anybody. But compare Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, because that's one where at the at the Dolphins at six, they're like, what's going to happen? Is, is both going to be available? What What's the difference between Smith wins the Heisman Trophy, but going to the year Jalen Waddle was the favorite was one of the, if there was a person you were going to say was going to win the Heisman, it would have been Jalen Waddle. So a little comparison between the two of those. You know, even going back to when Jerry Judy was at Alabama with Ruggs and Devontae Smith and, and Waddle, you had all four of them there at one time, believe it or not. And you could see that the difference was, I would call, uh, I think the perfect nickname for Devontae Smith is Silk. I mean, he is just silky smooth, very smooth, very fluid. You don't realize how fast he is until you see him running past people. You know, some guys, I don't know what his 40 speed is. You know, I don't I don't know. But I'll tell you this. When he's on the football field, he runs past people. He's very deceptive, uh, very elusive. Uh, with subtle, He has some subtle elusiveness where he can just avoid people uh, with real subtle moves. But great hands. I mean, catches everything. Very tough. People talk about his size only being 170 pounds. He's about 6 feet, 6'1". Six but uh, 170 pounds, but he's built really, I, I mean, seriously, when you look at him, you would, up close, he's very muscular, very strongly built. He's got a tough body, and I think that's the key, a tough body. Uh, that's what Devontae Smith has. You know, Waddle is more of one of those jitterbugs, uh, a guy that, I mean, he can change directions as quickly as anybody I've ever seen. Right acceleration if you remember amari cooper out of that miami area the acceleration he had at alabama the acceleration he's had you know shown in the nfl at times uh, he has that kind of acceleration great quickness tremendous hands and and, and waddle can really leap too even though he's not very tall maybe 510 he can really get up ball uh so i, I mean I, I think both of them are great players and, and listen I was going to say the, the bonus with Waddle is he can return punts and kickoffs. With the, uh, I mean, he's extremely talented. He gives you a guy right away that is a tremendous weapon on, on kick returns. But I'll say this, too. Uh, same thing with Devontae. When Waddle went down this year, eventually they put Devontae back at, at, to return punts. He had, a, I think, an 83-yarder against Arkansas for a touchdown. He was a whisker from breaking others, so he can do that as well. And then uh, we have a lot of Cowboy fans everywhere. There's Cowboy fans. And one of the picks you see going to them, because as everyone knows, the Cowboys have no secondary help whatsoever. And every game they're losing 30 to nothing in the first quarter is uh, Patrick Sertain at cornerback. And and I know Sertain's had this up and down sort of an Alabama. I mean, if you're playing the SEC with the passing they have, you're going to get burnt on some plays. But but talk a little about Patrick Sertain and, and where do you think how he'll do in the NFL? Yeah, uh, you know, Patrick Sertain is uh, very tall. I mean, he's a long 6'2", 208 pounds in the four fours. as a 40 guy, low four fours, uh, vertical inch around four, a vertical jump around 40 inches. I mean, he measures out extremely well. Uh, you know, great cover guy. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't throw at him this year. They didn't challenge him very much. And when they did, you know, he, he can't he, – played extremely well against some top receivers. I mean, when you like you said, in the SEC, you're playing against the Floridas and some of these teams that they can really throw the football. Uh, 
uh, he's a <laughs> lockdown corner. I mean, at 6'2", 208, uh, just a tremendous prospect, I think. And everything that, you know, they cranked him to, up to be coming out of high school. Played here for three years at Alabama. And, uh, you know, he started basically from day one. Um, and that's not easy to do, as you know, yes. Ira. That's not easy to do. But he walked in and started. And, you know, again, he's a very instinctive player. Got a lot of range. I mean, I've seen him, you know, cover the field to make some interceptions. And, uh, but yeah, I think that would be a tremendous pick. And if the Cowboys were to pick Patrick Sertain, you know, that would give them Sertain. And the guy on the other side, Javon Diggs, is an Alabama guy as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think you've seen that on most NFL teams, totally packed with Alabama. And then, and finally, I mean, we, you mentioned them at the beginning when I started talking to you about these players, but the offensive line, and, and I think everyone knows Landon Dickerson and the the if the inspiration. I mean, I'm a Steeler fan, and I think the Steelers have had three centers in, in 40 years. So the point is, we understand how important the center on the offensive line is. And, and then Leatherwood actually had a great year, also. So you have these two uh, great offensive linemen. Tell us a little about those two. Well, here's the here's the great thing about them. Uh, number one, they're they're not only tremendous at what they did, where Leatherwood ended up at left tackle and Dickerson at center, but they can they're very versatile. I mean, you look at Alex Leatherwood; he has played right tackle, he's played right guard, he's played left guard, he's played left tackle. He can do it all there. Now he didn't play center, but he did everything else. Um, you know, you look at uh, you look at Dickerson. He's legitimately a guy that can play every position. He could play guard, center, or tackle on either side. Probably, maybe not left tackle necessarily. Although I, I think that he did work there some at, at Florida State when he was young, young player before he transferred to Alabama. But yeah, and you know, these are guys. Let me tell you about Alex Leatherwood. If you remember this. Uh, very early in the national championship game in 2017, he was a true freshman. It was very early in the third quarter. Alabama was down 13 to nothing. And Alabama's starting left tackle. Now in the NFL, Jonah Williams, first-round pick at Cincinnati Bengals, went down with an injury. Guess what? They plugged in a freshman named Alex Leatherwood, and Alabama won that game, as you remember. Alex Leatherwood did a tremendous job in that game. So he's been playing for a long time in this program and has done an extremely good job. We talked about him winning the Outland. Uh, I like Alex Leatherwood a lot, uh, but also Landon Dickerson. He's, he was kind of the heart and soul of this team in a lot of ways, uh, especially on that offensive line. Great leader. A really Now listen, mean streak. He, you, you, play, you better be ready if you're going against Landon Dickerson. You better be ready not to play to the whistle, but play through the whistle. Because that's, that, that's really that's, – that, hey, that's his, that's his mentality, I'm telling you. And, yeah, he would probably be one of those uh, – was it Mike Webster? Wasn't, wasn't that his name? Yeah, well, they had Webster. The Steelers have Webster, Dawson, Don, Devontae Dawson, and Pouncey. So they've almost yeah. three – they could have three yeah. Hall of Fame centers in a row there. So. Well, he, he's, kind of, he's kind of one of those guys. So, well, Rodney, I, I know this was busy. We got you at the last minute. I really appreciate you coming on and giving us this insight into Bama in the first round and, and, and enjoy watching the Bama spring practice and uh, enjoy the draft coming up this uh, later this month. I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports. Hey, Ira, I appreciate it. You guys take care.